Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, Jen. It's Travis in Boulder, Colorado. I love your podcast. I'm listening to it right now, and I just paused and called as you instructed. We have found our people. I just went and saw Derek Barry in Denver last weekend, or maybe the weekend before, the number one Britney Spears impersonator in the world. He was discovered on America's Got Talent. It was my second time I saw him. But so there were some hardcore Britney friends, people there, and I met up with my friend Paul, who, like, we literally just meet up and do just strict Britney business for, like, the past 15 years since we were like, oh, 13, 14, or 15. Um, and so I was talking about your podcast there with all the hardcore Britney people, and they were like, oh, yeah, we just listened to all the episodes, and yeah, it was some serious Britney shit, and I love it. And I was like, I need to tell her how much I love this, and now I can. Thank you. We love your hotline. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hello, and welcome to the season finale episode of We Need to Talk About Britney. Hi, everyone. It's me, Jen Zabrowski. I just want to say thank you so much for calling the hotline. The hotline is real hot. I've gotten some great messages. I love getting to know you guys. I love hearing your voices, hearing your names, hearing where you live, hearing your thoughts on the podcast, hearing your thoughts on Britney. I'm here for your emergencies. Some of you have called with some Britney emergencies, and I really appreciate it. I want to say to all the listeners who don't live in the United States of America that we are working on a way for you to participate in the hotline. So bear with me. Fan Labs is on it and uh, we got you covered. It's it's coming your way. Um, I'm going to do some great stuff with, with the hotline. So, um, or at least that's my intention. So uh, keep the messages coming and don't be sad. I know that season one is over, but uh, we're going to bring you guys a season two. That's right. A season two is coming your way early 2019. And you might think that that sounds like it's really far away, but it's, it's not. It's, it's like, it's really, it's really close. It's just around the corner. So also if you had any new year's resolutions for 2018 and you haven't really, uh, gotten to them, now's the time. Tick tock. Uh, I'm kidding. No pressure. Live your life. Throw those, throw those to the side. We don't need them. Let's just plan for 2019. In the interim, 
I have some bonus episodes for you guys and you're going to be getting them. So keep coming back. You know, if you're already subscribed, great. They're just going to be rolling on in. If you haven't subscribed, consider joining us. I've never done a plug for that before. That sounds fun. You could also, in the interim, be in contact with me on Instagram at Jennifer Zabrowski, on Twitter at JZabs. Also on Twitter, the show's the show's Twitter is at WNTTAB. Um, or call the hotline. I'm here for you. We're still in communication. On this episode, because I wanted to make it a real banger, I've got two guests. The first guest is Derek Barry. If you don't know who Derek Barry is, now you know. He is a drag performer, and he is the number one Britney Spears impersonator. I mean, I'm calling him. I'm calling him that the number one Britney Spears impersonator. He's incredible. It, I mean, like YouTube him right now. It, it's a gift. It's a. It's. It, he's just. He's unreal. And um, at the beginning of this interview, you're gonna hear some some ringing and you're going to be like, is someone FaceTiming Jen in the middle of this uh, Skype interview? And yes, it was my sister. And then you might hear more ringing and you're like, is that a phone call? Yes, it was my sister because I didn't pick up her FaceTime. So she called me back. Then you're going to hear some typing and that's me text messaging my sister, Jessica, and saying, don't try to communicate with me right now. I am in the middle of an interview. And then you'll hear some dinging and that's my sister writing some really profound text messages like LOL. Um, And we do this a lot with each other. Like we'll call each other five times in a row. And then the other person will answer and be like, is is anything wrong? Is there an emergency? And it's like, no, just hanging out. Just wanted to call. And it's like, why? But we do it both ways. It goes both ways. Um, When Glory came out, I tried to go to a SoulCycle Britney theme class and I was on the phone with my sister and um, talked to her while I got ready for the class and put on my Britney Spears um, leggings that I bought at Britney's Vegas show for probably $5,000 worth every penny. And then as I got in the car and I drove and then as I walked into SoulCycle and it was the one in West Hollywood and they informed me I had had gone to the wrong location and that her, uh, that, that theme class was in Hollywood. So then I got in the car and I rushed and was on the phone with my sister and I got all the way across town and, uh, I said, all right, I'm going to go. And then, uh, I got to the front desk and they said, we can't let you in because, we're already into song three and it's a soul cycle rule that by cla- by song three, we can't let any new people in. I was devastated. So I did what any Britney Spears fan would do. Um, I threw a temper tantrum, walked outside and uh, walked into the Dunkin' Donuts next door, got myself a nice coffee and a donut, sat down and uh, listened to Glory on my headphones. That's what I did. Okay, our second guest is actress Allison Brie. She's a superstar. She is the star of GLOW. There's no one like her. I mean, she's just such a talented actor. It's it's crazy town. And she was apprehensive about coming on the show because she said, I'm not the number one Britney fan. And I feel like it's the season finale. Like, this, that's a lot. I don't want to disappoint the fans. And I said to her, listen, I want to talk to you about your relationship with your body. Um, and that could sound creepy, but here's the deal. We all know Brittany has a really strong connection with her physical body and our bodies are the things that are carrying us through our lives. Like that relationship is, 
always going to be there. We can't get away from it. Um, and I wanted to talk to her about training for glow and getting really strong for the show so she could do the stunts so she could recover the day after and then jump into the, the scene work. And, and then just like our relationships in general and like where we are as a society and talking about our bodies and, um, like, you know, I, I want to be really careful to say like, oh, because Brittany has never been in such great shape. She must be like in the best place in her life. And one, that's, that's not always the case. And I just want to be really, really clear that that is, that's is not what I'm saying. Um, but I think because Brittany has a really strong connection with her body that, that some of that could be true, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, right now, this is not the tightest my bod's ever been after this freaking treadmill hip injury. Um, but I feel really happy and I really like the things that I'm, that I'm doing. I'm not, I don't feel, ha- I don't like, it's like, I'm really happy because like happiness is really, is fleeting, but I'm just, um, I'm feeling really good and mostly because I've met all of you. Uh, so, you know, there's that. Here we go. Let's do it. Stick around. You might hear some stuff at the end of the episode. Just saying. All right. I don't know about you, but I need to talk about Brittany. Gosh, of course. Well, I I love everything about Britney, so I can't imagine a better place for me. I mean, that's shocking to hear that coming from you, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) you love all things Britney. Um, So, well, just as we're we're getting warmed up and and settled with each other, what um, where are you right now? Like, like paint the picture for me since we're speaking over Skype. Uh, Well, I'm in uh, Vegas. I I have a home out here. I bought about. Uh, 12 years ago. So I'm just in the living room on the couch, cuddled up in a seafoam green blanket. And uh, the computer's on the coffee table, a super chill morning or afternoon. I I love that. I love that you, that your home base is now in Vegas. You are like a true Vegas performer. Yeah. Well, I've been lucky too, because I've uh, not only did I do shows six nights a week for years out here, but also being so close to the airport, 15 minutes away. And I travel every weekend tomorrow. I'm headed to Sacramento and then San Jose on uh, Saturday and then back home Sunday for a few days and then off to Iowa the next week. So mm-hmm. or next weekend. So it's just a great place to be based. I'm so close to LA if I ever need to come out for filming or auditions or, I mean, most stuff is video submitted anyway nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's amazing. Well, um, Okay, so I begin most of these conversations with the same question, and I am especially excited to ask you this question, and that is, Derek Barry, who is Brittany to you? Ooh. Oh, gosh. I, I mean, Brittany to me is the number one icon that revolutionized pop music in in my eyes, and because I had never seen, it was the first time I had seen a gymnast, a dancer, a singer, and to put that all into one music video like Baby One More Time and be so controversial and so young. And there was just so, 
much sex appeal to what she had and to be a dressed up, you know, in a schoolgirl outfit was very provocative for a 16 or 17 year old girl. And I, I just think that from that moment, I knew that this was a global, she was a global phenomenon. And I, I mean, we were all watching it happen right in front of us. I know I, I went to Catholic school growing up and, um, and wore almost the identical uniform that Brittany wears in the baby one more time video. And for me, that was like, that was like the magical moment where I feel like they say this, you know, uh, in vampire movies, like I imprinted on her and, (laughs) and she to me, and it was like, this is my person. Um, did you have, was there something specifically about her? Like, can you remember a moment where you were like, this is my person? Oh gosh. Um, I mean, baby one more time is what captivated me of course, right away. So I just remember in school, there were rules. Girls couldn't have skirts that were longer than, uh, their fingertips. Yes, totally. That was the same at my school. Yeah. And we would roll our skirts and then we would unroll them quickly if someone was coming to check on us. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. It was, I mean, it just, it played such a nod to what the rules were in high school and you can't show your belly button. And, you know, she was just doing, she was doing all the things that we were not supposed to do. And I obviously wasn't, uh, wearing skirts to high school. I mean, some people do now and I put more power to them, but I was, uh, I had a lot of friends. I was friends with all the girls. And so there were certain things that they couldn't wear or they had to change or, you know, uh, they would tie their shirt up and then they couldn't do it. So it just was so cool to see someone doing that and breaking the stereotype. And it's like, well, wait, she's at school and she's wearing that. Why can't we, you know? Yeah, totally. And I know that you've been doing how, well, I know that you've been doing Britney for over a decade now, but how long have you, have you been performing as Britney Spears? It will be 15 years on Halloween this year. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. Well, can, happy anniversary. Congratulations. Thank and you. I once read that in Billboard, you said that it was during Britney's Blackout album that her team specifically started to notice you. And I'm just wondering, what is Britney Spears' team acknowledging you look like? And why do you think that that is, that it happened at that time? Well, I started... When Blackout came out, I started doing uh, club shows. And this is when Britney had only done the VMAs performance. And there was no other promotion for that album. She wasn't doing late night talk shows. She wasn't doing daytime uh, promotion for it. And I think the VMAs is the only performance that she did from the Blackout era. And so with me being in nightclubs, we we just posted uh, Britney Spears live, uh, blackout. And I think maybe we put a couple of the song titles up that I was doing. And the first time they did, it was on Halloween of 2007. And they, they put it on her website and they, I think it was on all social media at that time, but they put it out creepy or cool. And it was a Halloween post of me doing piece of me in a nightclub. And, um, I was like, Oh my God, I couldn't even believe that my name was on her website. It was really the first time that they had introduced me to her fan base like that. 
And uh, wow, 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 wow. That's amazing. Did you? Oh, my gosh, I would have lost my mind. The first night after the first episode of this podcast uh, and Mandy Moore was the guest and my sister called me crying. So I can't imagine if I was on Britney's <laughs> actual <laughs> website. <laughs> And congrats on Mandy. That is so fun. We've been loving her in This Is Us. Oh, and she's so wonderful. I what a uh, what an honest, genuine soul. And mm-hmm. I think that her talents are are so endless. And I love that people are getting to see. She always more went towards acting anyway. But I love that this new generation is getting to see her uh, in this way because This Is Us is so fun. She's so young in the parts with the young Jack and, you know, she's teenager, early twenties. And then she also gets to play the mom that is the grandmother. So what a cool, uh, character for her to have. I'm just so happy for her. I've always been a fan. Yeah. It's so interesting. Just hearing you say that I I had this thought come up where it's, um, you know, I love the, the famous quote from RuPaul, which is, you know, we're all born naked and the rest is drag. And, yep. and, and thinking about drag as an art form, but then also in relation to this performance that Mandy Moore is giving on This Is Us, it's like she's constantly transforming and, you know, in this, in, in makeup and having to, to sit through hair and makeup and to, to transform into all these different phases of this one character's life. And how, what is the, the, the process of transforming into Britney Spears for you? I mean, you've been doing it for 15 years, so clearly you have it down to a science, but is there a moment where the one piece of it comes on like the eyelashes or your hair or just a certain way that you're, you know, contouring with your makeup where all of a sudden you're like, boom, like here she is. I always say the hair is what makes the, what makes me feel like, okay, I'm ready to go out on stage. Cause I can't imagine being in makeup and then going out to do a Britney number without a wig on. It just, that wouldn't at all give the essence of the hair flips and, you know, the, the sexy blonde bombshell that Britney Spears is known for being. So for me, it's the wig. I mean, there's definitely parts of the makeup where I start with my eyes first after I, you know, do the base and the powder and, uh, all the, the contouring stuff with just the, actual cream makeup, you know, the, uh, cover up, I start with my eyes right away and right then I can start seeing, okay, like this is going to be a good night because if you have great eye makeup, the rest of it can kind you know, you can have a neutral lip or, mm. or pink or nude or something like that. But the eyes, if you have intense eyes, it's going to work with, with any look you're, you're doing. So, uh, definitely eyes and then the hair is the most important for me. So this is something I just, I'm so curious to talk to you, especially about this, because I have this whole theory that Brittany's, like her soul, her intelligence lies within her physical body and how she uses her body physically. Um, And throughout the years, I feel like it's really changed and something, okay, now this is like getting, this is a conspiracy theory, like this, just to <laughs> warn you, but I feel like something happened. There was like a shift in 2010 or 2011. I haven't quite pinpointed it yet where suddenly she wasn't as, her, her movements weren't as fluid And, um, and she's like much more contained when she's dancing now and a like very tight 
hand movements and um and like walking that's almost like kind of like a marching type thing and since you've been doing her for 15 years and you're like in her body because I mean Derek it's incredible watching you do Brittany (laughs) I have to come to Vegas and see you I'm like Uh it's a goal like I have to do it before the end of this year um but like do you do you do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know you know what I mean? Like, do you see what I'm talking about? That's something that happened in 2010 and 2011 where her movement changed, or do you think I'm crazy? You can tell well, me the truth. I do know that there were a lot of people that saw Femme Fatale that had seen other concerts, and they were saying that because that was 2011, and that there was almost uh, times where she either looked scared or uh, not confident or. Uh, things like that. And I also believe, I'll never forget my favorite thing that she ever said was uh, she feels better when she's lighter. And mm-hmm. she was a little bit heavier for the Femme Fatale tour. And I think that uh, because her image is built on being sexy, it's confidence, it's sex appeal. And uh, I think anytime you go out on stage and you don't feel your best, you're not going to be able to give your 100% best performance. And the VMAs was kind of the first time we saw anything like that. I would say on that kind of scale where people are like, whoa, what's going on with Britney for the, the give me more performance in 2007. But then circus was amazing. And so we're like, wow, Britney is back. Look at She's dancing better than ever. She was kicking her leg up in the piece of me breakdown in the cage. Yeah, uh, or even in the Womanizer video. I thought that was incredible. Yeah, incredible Womanizer movement. and Circus. Circus, the breakdown is so good. Another high kick with her left. So we were like, okay, Britney's, Britney's back. And then something happened, like you said, whether it was 2010 or 11. And I don't know if uh, just gaining a little bit of weight and then still – wearing the same revealing outfits. I can imagine that that would affect things because even when I'm up or down on weight, if I'm up, then I feel like I'm not as sexy on stage and it it plays with my mind. You know, if I do floor choreo, I'm like, oh gosh, I have these rolls on my stomach that shouldn't be there. And so my mind starts to kind of go that way and think more on that or focus more on that. So that's the only thing that I can imagine because what do you her- think now though, when you watch her Vegas tour, like, and especially towards the end, like say the last, the last six months of that tour and, and watching her move. Cause I still feel like there's just something that's different. And I don't know. I feel like it's like deep. It's like a soul. Cause her body is, is her body is looks banging. amazing now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and and I see what you're saying, and it's like not necessarily to define ourselves by weight, but but she, but being so connected to her body, like that makes yeah. sense, you know, like yeah. that she doesn't feel 100. But right. I just feel like even now with her body being so strong and lean, that there's just something, there's just a tiny shift, and I feel like it's soul connected. But and that's that's my. That's my conspiracy theory. Like, I'm like, what is that? Or other people noticing it? Because you're like feeling it because you're, you, you do her, her choreo. Right. Um, so I, I don't know. I was, I was curious what, what it feels like to be in her, like you, you kind of, 
I've been, I, I went recently and I did a red carpet for something. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to stand with my hands like glued to my side. Cause Brittany does that sometimes in photos when she's wearing a short mini dress. And I was like, I just yeah. want to feel like what it would feel like to be in Brittany's body and like how that makes me feel. Um, so I, I was playing with that experiment, but I mean, you really, you really do it. You know, you would really know how Brittany feels in her body. I feel like if anyone could guess, it would be you. Well, I just have always, I've loved watching the older performances, Brittany from really from the time that she started to the time I started performing as her, which was, uh, when in the zone dropped. So the, the day that she was promoting, uh, me against the music and the album release for in the zone on the tonight show, I was there dressed as her in the audience in a slave look that I wore for the Halloween, uh, just a couple weeks before. And I, I, I think of those performances more than I think of anything recently, because a lot of artists change choreography over the years because they have to reinvent it, not only for the fans, but for themselves. And I just think that there's some choreo that is, never going to be better than the original. I and know. So, I agree. I agree. So I just much. think, yeah, they, they, Gaga's really smart with it. Madonna's, uh, done a lot where she's reinvented, but she'll still go back to the original like Vogue. Totally. You can reinvent it, but you got to still do the iconic Vogue moves because it's what, it's what we're waiting for. It's what we want to see Madonna at this age, do the original Vogue because that's incredible. And I think sometimes when Britney changes things, uh, it's to keep it new and fresh for her. But if it's not as iconic as the original choreo, then I won't even learn the new stuff because I want fans to see Britney at, in that era. So if I'm doing Toxic and Me Against the Music, I want to do the original choreo because that's what people remember maybe they didn't see the piece of me show maybe they don't know that new choreo yes so, Derek dare I say you're giving you're giving the fans want what they want more than Britney I mean <laughs> because I learned all of the dances that was my whole thing with my group of friends we would all learn the dances we would perform them uh in high school and yeah. it was just like yeah I want to see I I I if I could sit down with Britney I would be like Britney we really need we need the oops I did it again we need the, we, we need the, I'm a slave for you. We need the, like, we need more of the in the zone, that dance break. Like we need that stuff. Yeah. Well, that's what was separating her from other artists. And I, I still think that when I watch people perform, there's been very few in this business that have been as good or better than their backup dancers. And Brittany and Janet are pretty much, the only two pop stars that I sometimes forget that there's even backup dancers because I'm so focused on what they're doing. Mm. And she was very inspired by Janet growing up. It's evident in her catalog of uh, choreo and style. and um, Yeah, and that's so funny because as a fan, I was obsessed with Janet Jackson and specifically yeah. her When If came out. I was all Janet and it was like one of my first big concerts that I went to with my sister and she surprised me with tickets and I was like had just gone through puberty and was so uncomfortable in my own skin and uh, I remember I was at I was at my friend Carrie Welly's doing homework and my sister came into the back room and she was like Jen 
we are going to see Janet Jackson right now. And I was like, what? And we went down to the Pepsi Arena in Albany, New York. And I remember standing next to, uh, to, to which also it's like, I went to Catholic school my whole life. Like it was like my first wild night. I was like next to two men who were in their early 20s, I'm guessing. And they were in mesh um, see-through tops and like dancing like crazy and they lifted me up and let me stand on a chair and it was like I was like I feel like this is what my adult life is going to look like like this is <laughs> this is what it this is what it's like and I talk so much on the show about how I think about these these pop stars like Janet and and Britney and Madonna that what they do for us they allow us to to borrow their power like mm-hmm. borrow that persona and we and it's like when you're alone in your bedroom and you're you know you're dancing you, and looking at yourself in the mirror and you're trying to become them and it's like you might still be you know 13 living in upstate New York and like you just got your boobs and you feel so uncomfortable but for like for five minutes you can feel like the most powerful like in control person on the planet and I feel like you get to you get to do that all the time Derek (laughs) I know I love my job it's not even a job because honestly I'm such a fan and I feel the exact same way in the fact that maybe I didn't ever think I was going to be a Britney impersonator but trust me I had my moments where I was listening to Mariah Carey and I was you know covering my ear and and lip syncing whistle note, whistle tone notes. And so I, I've been there, like I've wanted to be all the pop stars. And there was something about Britney that I was lucky because naturally I had a likeness to her where, uh, a lot of people didn't. And I came up when in the early two thousands, when, um, you know, drag was still not as mainstream as it is now. So they were looking for a Britney for a couple years in Vegas before they actually got a hold of me in uh, Hollywood and had me come out and audition for the show. But I, I just know that there, there's something that the audience can get from watching a performance that it makes them feel empowered. And I feel that I feel that watching, uh, Britney, I've felt it watching, Janet on various award shows and performances my whole life and Madonna, you know, Madonna even speaks more than she does through the art of performing. I feel like what Madonna says and the visuals Madonna uses, that's how she proves what she's saying to the world. And I, it's very different cause she's not doing the same choreo like a Jackson or like Britney does, you know, it's, it's been more, uh, I guess kind of more jazz or interpretive. I never really looked at her as being like the, the hip hop type uh, mm-hmm. dancer, but yeah. it's still what she says and does on stage. It, the message that she gets across, whether it be political or, you know, for equal rights or women's rights or anything that she's been speaking on before it, it's powerful. And I love the fact that you can go to a concert and for one night you get to feel like you're a part of that energy. 
and like you said, that power. Because when you're in the room with someone like Britney and you know who this pop star is for 20 years, they've had a career, and you're in the same space that they're in for two hours or whatever, how, however long the concert is, they're there with you for that amount of time and you're there with them. And that energy exchange is unlike anything else. And I think that's why Britney is still selling out arenas and stadiums and, and tours all over the world as well as Vegas. Yeah. And, you know, since I've started doing this podcast, a lot of people have referred to me as a Britney expert or more, they've come for me and they're like, how did you not know X, Y, and Z about Britney if you're a so-called Britney expert? And the simple truth is I am not a Britney expert. I am a, a, a Britney enthusiast. I, I care yeah. about, I care about her. I'm intrigued by her and I'm actually intrigued by fandom in general and and even more specifically, my own fandom. And like, what is that about? Like, what happened? Like, the thing that happens to me when I hear Britney or start talking about Britney, um, and I've really been exploring, like, what, what, that, what that is. And I bring this up because I started off as a fan first, and, and now it's what's led me to creating this podcast. And so I want to ask you, how does it feel after all these years and now you are such a part of the Britney experience? Um, has your has your experience as a fan changed 15 years later and doing her for all these years? There will never be a time where I don't feel like Britney is the queen of the universe and it my world will continue to revolve around her as long as this is the chosen profession. And everyone always asks when, when I feel like I'm going to be done or, you know, do I ever get tired of it? Or, um, aren't, aren't I sick of listening to Britney music? And the answer is no. I just, I, I find so much inspiration and drive. And I went on a run this morning and I listened to the glory album on shuffle because that's what gets me through my run. And it's, it's new. It's the newest content that she has out there. And it's the newest set in my uh, show when I travel. So I just love listening to those songs because they're the songs that I uh, have had for the least amount of time. Mm. I just, I can't imagine there ever coming a time where I say, you know what? Not a fan of this anymore. I'm ready to move on. Uh, there, there isn't anything else I would rather do than, impersonate Britney. And I think that as a fan, I, I can't imagine that ever not existing because when, like when she put out slumber party, it's an amazing music video. It's so beautifully done. The there's shots of her back and how muscular she is and how sculpted she was and just like in perfect shape. And that is a 35 year old Britney. And I just, I can't believe that that's what she's still giving us because she could have easily quit and had kids and gotten married and went back to Kentwood like she talked about doing Mm -hmm. and becoming a teacher or whatever else she had talked about in the past that she would like to do one day. But she kept giving us more. And as long as she's out there inspiring the world, then Brittany can't be in two places at once. So I get to go do 
the club parties and the I private- love that. That's put perfectly. That's yeah, amazing. I mean, if Brittany can't be in two places at once, you can be the other piece. Oh, and maybe then I could be like the backup. You know, then I come in just to be like the the super fan. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Okay. A couple of quick, like, just like first thought, best thought. I'm gonna ask you, like, like just rattle them off questions. Okay. Favorite like a rapid brand? fire. Rapid fire. Thank you. Yes. Perfect. I love this. Okay. Favorite Britney song. Toxic. Love that. 100%. Favorite Britney performance outfit. Oh, gosh. Uh, the VMAs in 2000, the strip tease from the suit to the nude. Derek, you're speaking my language. That's my fate. I say all the time, if someone came down and said, Jen, we're going to take all your Britney memories. You can only keep one. Which would it be? It's that <laughs> performance. I love okay. that one. Favorite Britney performance outfit that you wear? Oh, gosh. I love my circus jacket. I had a replica made of the D-squared uh, red, gold, and blue circus jacket, and I absolutely I'm obsessed with it. It has gold lining just like hers. It's uh, it's perfect. I love that outfit. I believe I've seen you on YouTube wearing it and it is perfection. It's like gorgeous. So I'm on board with that. Um, okay. Favorite Britney haircut? Ooh. Uh, you know, as much as I love the long hair, I really like when she was doing – the dream within a dream tour, it was a little shorter, like maybe right above the bra, but the way that it was all just flat ironed perfectly and the way it laid and the bang came in, mm-hmm. uh, I love that dream within a dream, uh, tour hair. Yes. I'm very, I'm very similar. Like I, I actually enjoy Brittany with a blunt bob. Um, and I, it's so weird because now everyone's doing blunt ends and I'm like, Brittany was doing this like 10 years ago, guys. Yeah, but, forever ago. Um, okay. Favorite Britney music video? Ooh. Oh my gosh, that is so hard. Uh, probably the overprotected remix because ah, I. Yes! Oh my God. Oh my God. We are soulmates. I'm loving all of your answers. Okay. How about that breakdown? I mean, it's unbelievable. And then the limo scene and the outfit, and, and she's in the rain. I just feel like that has so many iconic moments that each shot could have been the whole video. So the fact that she gave us different setups and uh, props and locations on that shoot, it it's amazing. I love that one. Now, let me ask you this. What do you want for Brittany? Like, knowing what we know, that she's, that she's still under this conservatorship and... Like, what do you want for Brittany, Derek? Well, I would, number one, like Brittany to know her own worth. And I think for so long, it's included having a man by her side. And I I would really like her to know that she's enough on her own. And there are so many single mothers out there that have raised their kids without a partner and they have done amazing jobs and they've been the rock of their their children or the rock in their children's lives. And I hope that she realizes the power that she has as a woman. And even uh, if, 
I know she's in a relationship now, but even if she ends up not finding, you know, her match or her soulmate or her love for years to come, I, I, I just want her to know that it's okay to have complete happiness by being single. And I think that sometimes she needs to be in love to feel like she has the happy ending or the fairy tale. And, uh, I don't think she needs that. And I, I hope that she knows, I hope that she knows that, that she's enough on her own just to, to live her life for herself and not to, to live it for, you know, a boyfriend or husband or fiance or whatever. Or her dad or Larry on. Rudolph. Let's or and exactly. Or any male figure in her life that has either at some point controlled her or taken care of her or, you know, handled things for her. I would, I would really like to see the strong Brittany that we saw in the beginning that said, I'm not a little girl and I got this. I I'm a woman now I can do it on my own and I'm overprotected and I need to live my life for myself. I would love for her to be reminded of her own strength that she has shown us because she has been in relationships uh, more often than not. Mm -hmm. And I think that right now she's in a place, she's in a great place. Her body looks great. And I hope that Sam is a perfect match for her uh, forever. Of course I want that, but I would just really like Brittany to know that it's okay to be a single mom and raise your kids and love your life and love your work and to have adoring fans in every venue that she's going to be in for years to come. And Derek, if someone, uh, if, if you met someone who knew absolutely nothing about drag, how would you define it and what would you want them to know? Well, I've always thought that drag was, I used to say dressing as the opposite sex and now it's, it's opened up into so much more than my narrow mind used to believe when I was young. And now I, I look at drag as a superhero costume and I find that people are most empowered when they can not hide behind something, but when they can put something on that makes them feel invincible. Mm -hmm. And I find so much strength. And I used to be a very uh, outgoing and I would talk to anyone. And as I've gotten older, you know, you kind of have to be guarded and you have to know the people around you and you have to be able to trust people. And um, I, I'm not as you know, maybe outgoing as I and stuff. Cause you just never know who you're around and, and who's, you never know if someone's a fan or if they're a real person. So, um, I just think that I've had to be a little bit more guarded. And I, I think that in drag, I'm not at all. I talk to everybody. Uh, it's the life of the party I love dancing and singing and all of that problems go, uh, any problems go away. And I think that that's what drag has become for me is my superhero outfit because I do get to go out and inspire people and remind people that 
you know, this is your life to live and you don't have to live it for someone else. You don't have to, uh, go by the social norms and it's okay to be different. And if people call you names at school, it's because they, they just don't, they're not there yet. You know, they're, they're not at the level where they can understand that being different is a good thing. And people have to learn that as they get older on their own. And I think that a lot of kids right now, they need that reminder that it's okay to be gay. It's okay to do drag. It's okay to be different. And uh, I know for me, drag has been my my saving grace because I I did feel different as a kid and I didn't know why. And I don't know if it was just being gay, but it was also not feeling like I really fit in anywhere besides the drama department. And so drag has brought that to life for me every day. I get to be on, I mean, I moved to Vegas to be on a stage six nights a week. And that was my goal out of, out of uh, high school. I just wanted to be a paid entertainer on stage. So. Wow. You know, that what also stood out to me was when you said, um, you know, at first drag to you was about, and correct me if, if, if I'm using the wrong language, but when you said that you were dressing like a woman, is that what you said? Like, and then I, I, used, to, I used to think it was dressing as the opposite sex because drag used to kind of be, you know, taking on the, the alter ego, which, you know, whether you're a man dressing as a woman or you're a woman dressing like a man, there was drag Kings and drag Queens mm. and, and drag now is, it is more about self-expression. And so you really can, be a straight woman and do drag. You could be a gay woman and do drag. Straight man, gay man. I mean, it's really just taking on an an opposite persona to what you really are. Yeah. And being that balance of, okay, well, I might not be able to do this in my daily life, but when I dress up as this character, I feel like I can accomplish anything. And... Yeah. And what you were saying too, like what I loved so much is that you said even in in with my narrow-minded thinking, I didn't realize that it just meant taking on the 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 opposite like of how you feel about yourself. Exactly. And that even that you someone that you were already participating in drag and you're referring to yourself as a narrow-minded Yeah person thinking about this idea it just shows that we can all even if you, even if you view yourself as the most progressive person we can all learn something and we can all keep growing and I just like that really stood out to me I think that's that's so beautiful and like I really thank you for for sharing that 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 oh, point thank of view you. yeah I we never stop growing we never stop learning and the moment that you say I know everything is the moment you know nothing at all because you have to be open to learning new things. And uh, with what Drag Race has given the world, and now three seasons of you know Emmy award winning for RuPaul and the show, and you just won Emmy, the Emmy for the host and the show, which has never been done before. Um, so he's a trailblazer, and and even Ru has you know found himself kind of in this ever changing idea of what drag has become because he did bring it so mainstream mm -hmm. and there there have been a lot of educating moments along the way for people to realize that you know 
drag and trans is very different. And it it's one thing to be a drag queen and then be trans. And then now you transition. You might not be doing drag anymore because you've transitioned. But there's also plenty of drag queens that did transition and they still do drag because that's what entertainment is. And you don't lose that just because you, you know, change who you are. It doesn't mean you lose who you are. And I think that a lot of people have kind of had their mind made up. And if, if they were a little bit more open-minded to seeing that it's not black and white, there is in drag, there's every color. And you, you've got to, like Rue says, you've got to play with all the colors and that's what makes the most beautiful picture. Do you think that Brittany plays with all the colors? <laughs> um, I definitely think that Brittany has dabbled in every part of entertainment that she's wanted to. And I, I, I know that this is, we have not seen every aspect of Brittany yet because I don't even know if she has fully realized her capabilities when it comes to being a singer, songwriter, um, actress, um, advocate. I think there's so much more for Brittany to realize about herself because she's still that small town girl that never really uh, got to have that childhood where you learn all these um, fundamental blocks of, of, you know, building up your life and, and your character. And she started so young and it was all about entertainment and, you know, what's the next show and what's the next play and what's, when am I going to record my first single and when's my next tour? When's my next album? It just always was what's next. And I can't wait for the, the new era of Britney, whether that's back in Vegas or time off or or yeah. finding out something next. Do you? Oh, so I've heard rumors that she's going to go back to Vegas. Do you think she will? I think she will because she said her kids have loved it and she's so close to home. It's a 40, 45 minute, if that, uh, plane ride back to LA from Vegas. So, I mean, she could still live in California mm-hmm. and... Yeah, and I think she does well with a schedule. Like, I think that's imp- I think that that is very anchoring for her. So. Exactly. And so, it's so nice to have a show set up and you just walk in. I mean, I know I've done it for years where you just walk in, there's your dressing room, there's your costumes, there's your makeup station. You know where everything is. You know the venue, you know the stage. And when you're touring, it's so different because you're in a new city, you know, it could be every day for three, four days at a time and then one day off. And so Vegas, she only would do Saturday, Friday, Saturdays, and then it would be maybe a Tuesday or a Wednesday thrown in there. But she was usually working three days a week and she would do that for a month or two or three maybe and then take a break. And what a great schedule. I mean, that's... It's a dream. That's everyone's dream is to go to work three days a week. <laughs> and just like, you know, just just back up those trucks and just load it with money. I mean, she is like, she's, but she's so, she, yeah, she's so amazing. That's totally the dream. Um, yeah. Derek, can I come to Vegas and see you? I really need to come and, and watch you do your thing in person. I need that. I feel like it's probably going to be easier to see me uh, on the road sometime because Vegas, I'm only doing special occasions now. Um, I am ordained now. So I, I marry people and then I perform at their 
receptions. I've done a few weddings. I have one coming up in Long Beach in November. Oh my gosh. I am so sad that I'm already married. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't, will you do it as like, as I do. I, oh yeah, my I, God. I, I give them the option. They can either have the, uh, like a virgin, uh, bride look from the 2003 VMAs, or they can have a circus kind of look with a jacket with tails or, uh, just like a regular priest robe. So wow, thank you. For they, they have always gone for the, like a virgin look, which is a staple. I love well, yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to have Derek Barry marry you, you're going to be like, you're going to want, that's the look you're going to want. Yeah. I, yeah. That's <laughs> the look you're going to want. Um, Derek, yeah. Tell, tell us more, tell the listeners where they can find you. And, um, if there's anything you want to plug, please let us know. Oh, of course. Well, um, I'm actually going to be launching, uh, Brittany's baby one more time is celebrating 20 years. And so I'm going to take a show on the road. Uh, and it's Brittany baby one more time. And it's going to celebrate the 20 year history of the iconic performances, whether they were performances from the VMAs or from, uh, tours and kind of remind people why, we love Britney and why we need to talk about Britney. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Double plug. One for me, yeah. one for you. Um, where will you be coming to LA with that show? Um, most likely that will probably be next year. We're going to launch things in October, um, with select shows and then go through the fall. And then the real tour will, uh, be next spring. Amazing. So Amazing. going to take place, but I have to go back to LA. I'm from Northern California. So, I'll definitely do like an LA show, um, hopefully something in San Diego and then take it up to Northern California, whether it be Sacramento, San Francisco, or, uh, San Jose, somewhere in the Bay area, uh, Northern California. Absolutely. Amazing. Derek Berry, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to me. And I just already know that the listeners of we need to talk about Bernie are just going to, they're, 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 they're like, they've lost it. They've just been, they're having, they're having a time. So thank you. I really, really, really appreciate it. Yay. Thank you, Jen. This was awesome. And thank you for doing this and keeping Brittany out there and, and letting the new generation know who, who she is as an entertainer and where she started and where she's at now. And I mean, the catalog just, it will never, it, it will never go out of style. Listen, we're doing Godney's work. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes. Servants to Brittany. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I need to talk about Britney's latest life chapter and I get to do it with possibly the most charismatic person I've ever met. She's looking shocked. I can't be the first person who's ever said this to her. But I am sitting here with actress Alison Brie. You've seen her work on Mad Men, Community, and most recently, Glow, which is just such, it's such an amazing show. Thank you. Alison Brie, welcome. Hi. Very happy to be here. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, I, you know... I've expressed to you some nervousness coming to talk about this podcast because I don't <laughs> feel like I have a full-blown knowledge of all things Britney. Yes, and I was saying to you um, how, I mean, I love Britney, but since yes. doing this, I feel like I fully have found my people and and there are mega fans. Like, I just feel wow. like a deep connection to her, but people know so much about her. So, so you, have you learned a lot more? Oh, Yeah. And you don't feel like her dance moves or are Britney fans feeling like they're not as great as they could be or once were? Yeah, like we like, like we, we love where she's at and physically she is so strong. I mean, if you look at photos of of her, her body is like insane right now, but it just doesn't, there's like this last thing where Mm. it doesn't, it's not fully... It's, not- it's like the 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 luster is gone. It's like the the you think maybe she's the inside guts. You want that passion. Yeah, I'm like that where's- teenage and passion. It, and it seems like really um like it doesn't move out far, far enough. It's very contained. Sure. It's very contained. And sometimes I I try so when I when I go on Instagram and I'm watching these videos, I'm like is it the shoes? Like mm, could we get what her is in a better inhibiting shoe? her? Surely the dancers around her are doing like amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Is it not the luxury that you earn of being a pop star or, you know, a big music performer for so long that eventually you're like, I don't really have to dance that much at these shows. Yes. These guys are going to do it. We all know. Like you can look at me and I look great and I'm singing and the music is really fun and great. I think so. But I don't have to dance. Oh, I, I, for that's sure. That's been my experience seeing Mariah Carey in concert. <laughs> she just does not care anymore. <laughs> Even years ago when I was in high school. So this is like, I mean, you know, 20 years ago or so, you know, this is like 18 years ago, maybe I went to a Wango Tango, which is like, oh, yeah, uh, Allie. like a Kiss FM sort of variety. You know, they mm-hmm. just have like, it was like all oh, the heart, hot artists of that time. And also like some people that were too old to be there. Like we got there really early and Wayne Newton was like the opening act, which was like sort of sad and also weird. But I was like, all right, I, I, I'm down with some Wayne Newton. And anyway, Mariah Carey was the final headliner. And right before her was Gloria Stefan. This is making me sound really old. I'm, lo- I'm loving this. <laughs> um, and I remember me and my friends kind of being like, Gloria Stefan. And then being like, well, obviously we're going to stay for Mariah. And then Gloria came out 
and blew everyone the fuck away. <laughs> and we were just like, get on your feet and like having the best time. And then Mariah came out and was like, I kind of lost my voice and um, just bear with me. And it was very presumptuous. I was like, how dare you follow Gloria <laughs> when you seem unprepared. <laughs> Nobody's did. It was sort of like story time You're with like, Mariah. Mariah d- don't come at all. Either, was, either, either show up or don't. Or, or, don't. or don't. Like, actually, we all just... It, Gloria Stefan was was the finishing act. It was great. Everyone was dancing. She is ama- my my um my three year old niece loves Gloria Stefan, and she well, calls out to Alexa for she says she says Alexa play Gloria Stefan. <laughs> she does like, it with a slight accent. Yeah, okay. yes. It's like it's like is this with a slight accent or do we not fully under we're not we don't we can't grasp words fully yet. Well, I feel like because there's that musical. That maybe is yes. called Get On Your Feet. And so also maybe there's like a like resurgence. A great, um, for sure, for sure. And kids, I mean, it's like we've got drums. We've got, you know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. Gloria, Gloria bring, brings it. Maybe for season two, it's just we need to talk about Gloria. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes, I've really derailed us into a t- totally No, different. but it's true. It's like I think that we, and also Britney fans, they're always saying um, like we support Britney. There's like yeah. a big Britney hashtag that's like Good. we support Britney. Oh, I like that. Um, so it's like we just, we're, we're forgiving and encouraging and yeah. and it, it's it's a wild ride. Yeah. Who, now who, Allie, is Britney to you and where are you from? I always start by asking well, the question. And, and well, let me think about <laughs> it. Um, I'm from L.A., I'm from Highland Park originally, which um, is on the east side of Los Angeles, and then ended up moving into South Pasadena as my parents got better jobs, I guess. <laughs> and now Highland Park is like a very hipster area so in LA uh, that adult friends of mine live in. And I'm like, but I'm from there. Like my kid, <laughs> my friends are sending kids to elementary school where I went to school. Oh my god, Which is funny. Or, or not yet, but thinking, you know, being like, I hear there's a great elementary school up there. And I'm like, I went there. That's my school. Um, that's my school. But I was thinking about it on the way here that, I mean, look, I've never had anything against Britney. Mm-hmm. I think what she does is pretty incredible. But I was thinking about it in high school that I was not super into pop music. Yeah, what were you listening to? I was listening to a lot of classic rock. I would listen to the classic rock station. And me and my friends were really into like Led Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones and thought it was really cool. And even before I had ever smoked weed, I feel like there was this like, I was more into the alternative music mm-hmm. is what we were calling it like sublime yeah and yeah. like uh I mean the beastie boys were the end all be all f- for me that was like the biggest concert I we slept outside the mall to get tickets like Amazing. I fainted at the concert I fainted from from like <laughs> staying up all night and being dehydrated or like the excitement hit you and you just couldn't take it I truly think it was a mix of both I think I had like not eaten all day we were all just like what are we gonna wear like oh my god we have our parents have to drive us immediately I feel like I was 15 or something um or maybe 16 if we had driven ourselves we have to have the exact right age. Um, <laughs> anyway, I remember they were playing at the forum, I think, and they had a revolving stage in the center of the arena, whatever it's Amazing. called. And we were right in the front. We had floor seats. So we just like elbowed our way all the way up to the front and the stage was revolving. And we were just like jumping up and down nonstop. And next thing I know, I was like, 
I don't remember like losing consciousness. I just remember gaining consciousness and this security guard like reached over to lift me up to kind of like take me back into the hallway to the paramedics. But we had to go right next to the stage because there was like a little barrier around where the stage was, of course. He lifted me up over the barrier and I'll never forget. I was like, am I going on stage? (laughs) And the guy was like, no. <laughs> this is that is one that's an ultimate like teen memory concert like concert going experiences like we all like dream of of being lifted and carried over this like that's amazing. Or, like being chosen. I was like, did I black out? And in that time, Ad Rock was like, you get up here. Let's need, make out. <laughs> like, I need you here. Yeah, I just, love that you were so you were so cool. Like, were there was there a separate or it didn't? I, I feel like it doesn't it doesn't feel like that. I was not cool. I don't know why that was just where my music taste lied but at the same time when I think about Britney like still I was watching all the music videos I was watching MTV all the time Mm -hmm. and like the VMAs so to me I think more about like her big stunts that that you know like Like even snake snake or like her and Madonna kissing and things like that which I still would be like whoa yeah she's like totally a part of pop culture um and the reason why I specifically wanted to talk to you about this album, so her album is called Glory, and it's really more about like where she is in her life. And I feel like mm. you guys kind of match up in a lot of ways. Oh. Because so when she re- released Glory, so you at around the same time, it's like you're now doing Glow, you got married, you've gone through this. I mean, I've talked to you a little bit about this before, but like the, the, cause I don't even want to call it like a physical transformation. You were always like super fit and I'd see a, you know, no. cross the spin room and stuff like that. Sure. But it's like, I remember it was a few months. So this would have been like in the fir- first season, like mm-hmm. our friend Juliana throws a Friendsgiving every year. Yes. And I remember seeing you and I had seen you before that. I think, and and I, I remember I saw your haircut. And I, oh, I remember yeah. you showed up, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so fun! What's going on with Allison's hair?" And you, you're like, "I I got this job. I'm gonna do For this thing." For people who don't know, uh, Glow is set in 1985, so every season for the show. I perm my hair and we cut it into sort of a shag. It's like a, it's crazy 80s looking. Um, And I really love it. You look fantastic with it. Thank you. Um, With a perm. Who knew? I feel like you brought perms back, Allison. I hope so. We can attribute that to you. I feel like I I thought I was because every time I'd go to parties at Jules's or whatever and I'd see you got, you know, all these different women who would be like, oh my God, the perm looks amazing. I want to get a perm. And I'd be like, I'm bringing it back. And then I'd see everyone again like six <laughs> months later and be like, nobody did it. We're not, we're not brave. We're not brave <laughs> well, it enough. It seems like everyone was just saying that they liked it. <laughs> would be pretty like, it's, yeah. We're, it would we're be just pretty not, funny if I, if uh, the reverse, if I came and everyone had perms. I'd be like, perms. wow, you guys really, <laughs> wow, okay. But um, I remember after seeing you, so I saw you, your haircut and then I knew what you were doing. And then it was at that Friendsgiving and I just remember muscles that are up on your shoulders are those lats I guess they are I feel like these are your lats are more like your bigger I I don't even totally know traps your traps your traps (laughs) I think it's your traps and I remember being like damn so Allison is 
she could fuck somebody up like in the best Thank way. You. I was like, wow, like you just looked so strong. Thank you. And well, your posture, the whole thing. It was like, now really? I'm like sitting up super straight as a time. Like, <laughs> how do I look right now? Um, uh, thank you. I, I would absolutely call it a transformation, a physical transformation and emotional transformation. I mean, glow changed my life. I say this all the time in, in so many different ways. And the physical side of it was sort of had so much to do with the mental side of it, which is that I think as actresses, we are always told, uh, you know, by way of what we see that we should just be as tiny as possible. Mm -hmm. And I've always been, uh, not, I would not say an athletic person, but I would say a very active person, especially in my adult life and as a working actress being like, I got to stay skinny mm-hmm, <laughs> for these jobs. Um, and everything was about doing as much cardio as possible and eat, attempting to eat as little as possible, which just doesn't work for me. It does work for some people, it seems. And, you know, I continue to be envious of those people. But I think I've learned that while there would be um, moments maybe where I was gearing up for like a cool photo shoot that was a big deal to me or like, or a job that was a movie that was going to shoot for a month and I could like lose a lot of weight, but it was not very healthy Mm -hmm. and it was not sustainable, you know? Uh, And so then there was a lot of weird stuff, I think with your psyche too, of being like, shit, how do I get back to that? Oh, was I starving myself? Yes, yes. <laughs> or like at the time, I didn't realize I was. I was so busy, it didn't really matter. But like, as you, as I get older, that's something that's not going to work for me forever. And I, you know, I've always been the type of person who I describe myself as having a delicate constitution. I've always <laughs> like gotten sick easily and things I'm like right that. I'm right there with you. <laughs> My friends call me a delicate teacup. Like I just. I have a pretty delicate constitution. If anyone within a five mile radius of me gets like the stomach flu, I you will You know it's coming. It. It's coming for yeah, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think I started, I mean, I got into strength training really like seven years ago or something. And our friend Juliana too is part of that because she had this great trainer, Jason Walsh. And she was like, you should train with Jason. I watched Emily Blunt training for um, the movie she did with Tom Cruise. Oh my that's gosh. like yes. Edge of Tomorrow, yes. but then yes. I had another then, title too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Live, yes. Die, Repeat. Yes, that movie is fantastic. She's it's so cool. I think they're going to make a second one, which I'm very excited about. I love Tom Cruise. Love I realize it. this is about Britney, but oh, no. I would like to publicize that I love Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is, is uh, the last, he's, he's the last of his kind. He really is. I mean, if if there's a person I aspire to be, uh, Scientology aside, <laughs> it's Tom Cruise. Well, it's so hard. I've I've always it's really hard to make peace with that because you're like, uh, can we just like <laughs> the fact that he hasn't talked to his daughter in four oh. years? Let's just like move that to the side because he's so wonderful. I know. The new I Mission know. Impossible, though, I feel is his um, apology Opus. to to, oh. to to Katie Holmes because it's like oh. um, he goes back and he he. Uh, What's it, Michelle Monaghan? Oh, yeah. And yeah, he, yeah. like, goes back and he, like, apologizes to her. Like, we <laughs> couldn't be together because I can't give up being a part of this wow. thing over here. And and I, Van and I walked away and we were like, that's his apology. That's I how he's trying to get the message to Katie. I didn't even think <laughs> of it like that. And now that you say it, it makes so much sense because I de- we definitely left the theater. And by the way, I was like yes like arms in the air I left the theater just being like that's why I love Tom Cruise 
Um, I mean, we stayed after for like the Arclight stories where they interview him about his year and a half training to He's be amazing. a helicopter pilot. But I was like, oh, Michelle Monaghan and not, is it Michelle Monaghan? Monaghan. Monaghan? Not Monaghan. Okay. okay. Who I love and I'm a big fan of hers. But I was like, her character was not flawed. Like, just got to come in. Not that that character needs to be flawed in any way. I was like, what a fun. Then she comes in and is just like, everything's okay. I forgive you. Yeah, like, my life he, is good and you should do what you need to do. And now that you're saying this, I'm like, it's all coming together. <laughs> Why Jason is the greatest trainer is that he was like, okay, great. The goal of this show, and while you're auditioning, they were very clear with all the actors um, that they wanted us to do all our own stunts on the show. So a big part of the auditions were talking about your athleticism and, and sort of what you're capable of physically and things like that. And when I talked to Jason about that, you know, it was not oh, great, you got this show. You're going to have to look good in a leotard. Mm -hmm. Let's focus on that. That was never a conversation until maybe like three days before my nude scene. I was like, I'm nude on Monday. What, <laughs> is there any last minute thing? Um, but he was like, okay, you're going to be doing your own stunts. We want you to be super strong so that you're resilient, mm -hmm. so that you're not, speaking of my delicate constitution, getting sick while you're the lead of this show. So that you can do these big yourself. moves, yeah, without getting injured. And also, I mean, wrestling is really hard on the body. Like, you take hits. Yeah. Your whole body is taking a lot of impact. So to, to shorten the amount of time that mm -hmm. it would take for my body to get back to feeling normal was a huge priority. If I could get back to feeling good in a day, yeah, that's yeah. great. Because we're not going to take breaks from shooting just because we shot a wrestling match yesterday. I still have to... Tr show up and then do tomorrow the, yeah, yeah yeah you know so it was it was truly about functional strength and doing that with him while at the same time doing our wrestling training for the show it just totally changed the way my brain was thinking about my body I thought of myself as an athlete for the first time in my life and I was not an athletic child <laughs> I never played sports I you know I was like a theater nerd I did theater I was like super active I've always had a ton of energy um but even you know I've never been on any sports team or thought of myself in that way at all and this training for this show and I think working with all these women who were putting themselves out there in such a ferocious way every day as we were all learning to wrestle and no one knew how to do it. Mm -hmm. So we were all, it was like a very level playing field and everyone was lifting each other up and nobody... Literally. Literally <laughs> and figuratively. And there was this amazing absence of discussion about food and our weight mm -hmm. and things like that, that like I've experienced that just on sets with actors that are male and female on every job, every job. Cause you're sitting there, there's a craft service table full of food. Everyone's always, Oh, I didn't work out today. Oh man. I just ate the, oh, I don't, you know, or I'm doing this new diet and it's this and that, or what are you doing? And what do you, you know, uh -huh, this, and that. Uh -huh, this uh -huh. set, it's so strange to me for a show that had put so much focus on our bodies 
that we just never talked about that. It was like, here we are, we're learning to wrestle. What about this? How are you feeling today? Great. You know, let's throw ourselves into this new thing. That's just so amazing. I I injured myself. It's now seven, seven months ago running on a treadmill. Oh, no. oh my And God. I tore a tendon in my hip flexor. Ugh. And I... Um, I'm sorry. It's It really... um. I mean, similar to what you're saying, but in the opposite direction, I had no choice. I mean, especially because of where the injury happened. It's mm-hmm. like you, you, I couldn't do anything yeah. for a while. I couldn't even walk and Ugh. you, it's like, okay, lift some, um, lift some light weights, you know, like doing arms and things like that. Mm-hmm. And when it was so bad, it would even just like affect my, because it goes all the way up into my, my stomach and my abs and then all the way down to my knee and like through my adductor and all this and that and I had to just make peace with the fact of okay this is just what's happening and when your body's healed it's going to heal and for I can't my life was no longer being defined I didn't even realize how much of my life was being defined by getting up working out yeah. What what I look like, how I feel about yeah. myself when I look in the mirror. It was like, I just have to appreciate what my body can do. Yeah. And also be okay with just like, I had this feeling where I was like, you know what? There's no version where I'm going to run into someone and they're going to say, oh my gosh, this is the best you've ever looked. Now, whether or not that's true, <laughs> it was just like in my mind where I was like, I just had to say that out loud. And I was like, so... You mean for that period of time while you were injured? You were like, so just don't think about that. Don't think about it. And also that I have to believe that there's more... To me. To me. In my my everyday life. Totally. I mean, this is something that I think about a lot and I and and I think it's we could easily tie it back into Brittany mm-hmm. <laughs> oh and we will um, trust me yeah no, you know all great. um it, it's interesting to me because doing the show and for season one of glow it you know it was this huge physical change and I felt so great and I was really not thinking a ton about how my body was looking like I was very focused on the program of just like eating enough protein and like eating more and stuff like you know Mm -hmm. we would have conversations with my trainer where he'd be like you have to eat more or you're just gonna burn off all your muscle I don't know I feel like after season two there was a moment of feeling like tired I think really exhausted and and after both seasons of shooting the show I would take like a couple weeks off of any type of exercise really it would just be like if you want to go like, on a hike or something like maybe if I feel would, like it it would kind more of be like let's get out of town and take a 10-day vacation where and drink like, wine yeah and uh, yeah. drink alcohol mm-hmm. which I don't do while we're shooting the show and you know maybe yeah we'll go take a walk go for a swim or mm-hmm. whatever but it's not kind of like this main focus and mentally I've had different reactions to it. Sometimes feeling like, oh, I've already done all the work and I can have this vacation guilt-free and everything's fine and great. And that was more how I was feeling between seasons one and two. Like I've cracked the code to me and my body and my food issues and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And like, this is what forever will feel like, like totally empowered and amazing. And I think I'm part of that too probably is because I got married between seasons one and two. So there was like constant excitement. It was like, oh my God, you must have felt like, so- yeah, yeah, on top yeah, of, yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? It was yeah. like, I didn't 
P.S. I didn't feel like I had to do some wedding diet like women do. I was like, I feel great. I'm just going to live my life and uh, everything's wonderful. And, you know, when you have that extra excited energy, too, I feel like you're less focused on, I don't know, when things in your life are rolling along, you're planning a wedding, even though we did such a small thing, it was like, you're just not, I just was not, I feel like food and body issues were gone. They were pushed aside Mm. and it was such a relief. That's a gift of that experience for sure. It definitely was. But then after season two, there was a slight things catching up with me. I think it was the first time I'd ever done a real award season in January and February with stuff for Glow and for The Disaster Artist, um, a movie that I worked on with my husband Dave and his Mm -hmm. brother James. And there had been a lot. January was just like a crazy month. We were still shooting the show and I was so exhausted when we finished. And then there was this weird period of time where I, I, I just think some body stuff came back, you know, where you'd say, you sort of thought I've banished all of these negative thoughts that I'll ever feel about my body. And now I know how to like eat healthy. And I know that when I want to take a day where I'm not eating so healthy, that's fine. And it's not going to change how I feel about myself. And then there was like a full stop of like, you know, food issues from when I was 20 years old coming back up and being like, we're still here. Uh Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that sucks. And I guess I only bring it up because I feel like in that moment, I felt very much like the the thing that sucked almost more than feeling like, oh, I hate my body this week was this secondary feeling of feeling like a fraud in some way of like so much of our message about the show is about body positivity. And it's so true because we couldn't feel that way more when shooting the show. And, you know, also I've been very talkative I guess about my fitness journey and I'm so passionate about fitness but then I had this moment of feeling like god did I set this expectation now already for myself and like to the public that I'm always going to be in this type of shape and what happens when I'm not in this good a shape like do I lose all value now that I've set the bar here and Mm -hmm. is that in my own mind do I feel that way do other people feel that way like you know Thank and this you is for being so honest and thank you for talking about it though, because it really, well, it's something that does, it comes, it comes up even, I mean, look, it's like, it's not publicly, you know, out there when I was feeling like my best, right? But, you know what I mean? But it's like, but I did, I carried myself in a certain way and now being seven months of not working out yeah. and being in physical therapy right and now doing you look amazing. Well, thank I you. would never have known. But it's like an intern, you know, it's yes. in, it's internal and yes. that's, that's the thing. And yes. that's the only, that's the only thing we're going to have to ever figure out is the relationship with ourselves and how we feel about totally. this physical thing that carries us through every day. Yes. I think that what I've learned is that glow absolutely still changed my life for the better and and the way that I think about my body has been changed forever that said in a positive way Mm -hmm. that said body positivity for me in in general it's gonna be a life's journey you know it's never I don't think I'm ever just gonna reach the finish line and it's gone forever yes and I think about this with Brittany because as someone who was 
famous at such an early age and her body was really commodified like as the first thing can I say one more thing of course you can (laughs) you can say all the things just I just wanted to say about I I like actually being able to talk about this because I feel like when I do when I've done interviews and talking a ton you know when you're talking sometimes to magazine journalists about this kind of stuff there's a story that they're writing that's framed in a certain way yeah. and always in the moment in those interviews I drop in my things that are like and you know my mild body dysmorphia probably will never go away but this and that and that stuff never makes it into the article which I totally understand they have a story and they're selling magazines and I'm very grateful to be a part of that um, but it's always interesting to me that it's like well that doesn't quite fit into the story and then I, and then to me I go well ah, I'm trying to you know, I want people to know that like not every day, I don't just wake up every day being like, I am a perfect human. I love everything about my body. Mm-hmm. But, and, and at the same time, it, there's the, uh, like the flip side is, then you'll say that sometimes and I'll be nervous that, that it'll go too far the other yes, way where then someone listens to this podcast and it's like, Alison Brie opens up about her body dysmorphia. And I'm and like, really all it is, is oh, that you are my platform. No, you are <laughs> that. And it's, it's so, it's so crazy to me that this, that the story can't be that both coexist. What I also want to say about Brittany and to, and to be clear, it's like, okay, I want to talk to you, Allison, because you feel the strongest you've ever felt. And Brittany right now is the strongest she's ever felt. It's also, I don't want to define Brittany having a great moment because her body looks the best it's ever looked. Right. Totally. Well, right. And the two can be so tied in. Mm -hmm. And I think as a society, we're constantly doing that. Yes. Does your body look great? That means this is the best. Yes. This is the best your life has ever been. You know, (laughs) Lena Dunham has been doing a great thing on Instagram where she'll post side by side pictures of herself from like four years ago and then herself from now, you know, when she's 20 pounds lighter or something. She'd be like, the girl on the right is, Mm -hmm. you know, was crying every day and starving and really sick and this and that. And like the girl on the left is super happy and this and that, just trying to kind of change that perception. And it's tricky. I mean, even in terms of what I said that you just referenced about still wanting to have sex appeal or something, I think is such a funny, it's now become sort of a weird taboo thing, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's not taboo though. I think that if we say, if we say that now it's become taboo or, or even say like it's become obsolete in 2018. The thing is, it's like, we're skipping over the whole section where we make peace with the fact that it does exist. It's still happening. We're still having, you know, conversations with our closest girlfriends and with our husbands and saying, you know, like with this injury, I said to, um, I said to Van, God, like I had, I just, and I feel like I've been pretty positive about it because like what you were saying before, I actually, and about Lena Dunham, it was about a year, a little over a year ago where I ripped my life down to the studs. I was just, I was unhappy. Yeah. I was totally, and it, and it was like, I had to take a good look at myself. I was just like, this isn't working. Whatever yeah. I'm doing, it's not, it's not working. There were great things in my life, but I, if I really was being honest with myself, I wasn't happy. And so it's like, okay, rip it, rip it to shit. Let's, let's start from scratch here. And, and, and then shortly after where I was like, kind of like Gloria Stefan coming out of the dark, <laughs> I found myself, uh, then injuring, injuring myself. Right. So it's funny. It's like, I am now happier than I've ever been. 
mm-hmm. but I have had some really rough days where I'm like, oh God, I wish I could just go for a run or oh, yeah. I can see things um, not in gaining weight. I always say I'm not um, with this injury. I'm not concerned about things expanding more like falling <laughs> because I am, I'm 36 and things are, things are just like, wow. It's just like, I see it falling every day. I'm like, Oh my gosh. It's okay. weird. The different ways things change yeah. when you're a little bit like, Oh yeah, oh, that's not a place I knew something was going to happen. What's like, happening? What's happening? And Van said, I was having a rough day and I said to Van, Oh God, like I just like, and I, 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 I feel good. So I, I just want you to know, but like, it was just, I had a, I had a hard day and Van said, listen, I mean, you know, I, I, I see you, I see you with no tricks. And I'm like, and I think you look great. And I was like, no tricks. And he was like, you know, like tricks, like, and he starts motioning. I'm like, like bras and like spanks. Our crazy trick. We fooled you with these bras. Our boobs don't sit that high. I was like, wow, wow Van, you are a, a, a delight. Um, Isn't that sweet though? It was so that sweet. When you're married to the right person, that can be a really wonderful gift when you're having a bad day about stuff like this. And and of, of course, like the ultimate goal is to be able to be the person who does that for yourself, you know, and that's where I think that glow and this other, like the body positivity does come through and that there will be days where I'll be like, ugh, I, do, ugh, I don't know about this. But then I have to have this other thing that's like, it's fine. Who cares? Yes. You're like, and then you're like, okay, it's, it's not, moment to moment. All right, moving on. Like, so, what's, what else is happening? It's not as big a deal mm-hmm. as, you know, maybe when I was in my 20s or even, you know what I mean? Certain times where I can imagine, like, sobbing. You know what I mean? And just being like, <gasps> I'm so fat, I want to die. And then I'll look at a picture of myself from then. I know. And be like, I was not fat at all. No, I look fantastic <laughs> in that photo. Yeah. Okay, so right now, Brittany is dating this this young guy. He's 12 years younger than her, I think. And his name is Sam. And he is super fit. And they met on the set Whoa. of a music video. Oh. And he was like the music video guy. Oh. And, and then she asked him out for sushi. And they've been together ever since. I think they're going on like two years of dating. So when you look at him, you're like, hmm. Is she paying him to be her boyfriend? Is her team like that's where team, your mind goes well, immediately? You, well, I'm like, immediate. cool, how fun, oh, how fun. But it's kind of like I think, and I think my not to go like, oh, he's he's so gorgeous and younger. Like, why is he? He's with clearly a prostitute. It's, but it's more you would see them together, and you're like, what's the connection? Sure. And so I was like, hmm, I need to like. I and I and I uh, people have said this like fans like oh 100% the team is like someone is hiring him to be with her and I'm like no 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 I feel like this is true love I need to I need to do some investigating is from Iran. Okay. Now, there's something about someone who is not raised in America mm-hmm. that I find like, I don't know, like 
there, I, I, I feel like I don't even have the words for it where I was like, oh, okay, right away, I get, like, I get it. Like, there's something if he was, like, a 24-year-old mm. model guy from, like, Ohio. Yeah. I would be, be, like, like what are suspect. his motives? What but, is this? Yeah, but there's something, like, he was like, I have three sisters, and, like, it, it's all about being loyal and family. And I was like, yeah, like, I could, I can, I feel like he's in her because when you're with Brittany you have to be fully in her world and be dealing with the people around her yeah and I mean her father is still in charge of all of her affairs whoa which is like yes do I want to and that's why I I wanted to be clear being like she she Brittany her body looks so amazing right now and I've always said that I think that Brittany um, has such a deep connection to her body over mm-hmm. over so many other th- other parts of herself. Yeah, that I think like she feels strong right now, and I feel like that must be like a reflection of her insides of of her outside. It has to be at our age. But I mean, because imagine when she—that's the thing I was saying earlier when she was a teenager, and everyone was just like, "Your body is so fucking hot." Mm-hmm. Give us more. <laughs> and then that's where you've set the bar. Like if I was working out the way I do now when I was 16, I would have looked insane. Oh my god. I gosh. would have looked like Britney. I would like to believe. Yes. Oh, you, I mean, but 100%. it was like not even on my radar no. until now. So I can't imagine having, like, I'm worried about setting the bar a year ago and like, oh, the expectations are too high. Can you imagine setting if you've been the bar doing, at 16 yes. or however old? And, and then, then having like, to keep it up and keep doing it. No. Like I was like going to cheerleading practice after eating like chicken McNuggets and French fries exactly. when I was a teenager. Exactly. Um, and the other thing is, is that so her and her boyfriend, they work out together and there's like all of these workout videos. And so I'm like going to I'm going to show us some so we can also see. And I kind of want you to be like, um, like, what's up with her workout? Like, do you do any of these kind of these exercises? So okay. I just want to like let me ask you. one final question. Mm-hmm. They met shooting one of her music videos together. Yes. And does he he's from Iran, but he. And then Where he, does he live now? So he well, with lives, Brittany. He lives but like, with Brittany. But he <laughs> and how long have they been together now? Two years. Okay, okay. But here's the main thing, Allison. Two years. Two years. It's They're like, real. Oh, it's real. It's real. And and here's where I was like, oh, they're in love, and this is how they connect. He was a hundred pounds heavier than he is now. He lost one hundred pounds. Well. What? He was a col- he was a college <laughs> he was playing football in college. So he was like beefy, like he was muscular with the extra hundred. Yes, he it's- was but 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 also like he gained all this weight. He was a, a college football player and mm-hmm. then it things things happened and he got either kicked off the team or he injured himself, something like that, and he ended up gaining a hundred pounds and he was eating like he said, like Oreos for breakfast and like a whole thing. Yeah. And he got so depressed yeah, and hit such a low emotionally. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I need to change this. And then he went all in. And so he, he, and now he's a trainer and he's like this model and this whole thing. So I feel like they connect in such a deep way. And he had lost the hundred before meeting Brittany mm-hmm. and being in her music mm-hmm. video. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting facts. I'm just going to play some of these workout videos um, as we're talking. And I also think that like yeah. what I was saying before, it's I not about – You do that? You do this move? She's, She's just doing, doing some... like a barbell. 
<laughs> oh gosh, what are we? Just like biceps. Curl. And now she's doing some squats with Squat the weighted presses. bar. I just got back to um, doing this with uh, with four pounds of weight. Good for uh, you. Shout out to Elite Orthosport, my <laughs> physical therapist, Melody. Can't live if living in This looks like you. a warm up because this is kind of light. I feel like okay. to do bicep curls just with, but who knows? That bar probably weighs 30 pounds. Because you're like in the Kim Kardashian uh, camp of lifting heavy, yes? Yes, we lift pretty heavy. Okay. But we go through, I would say. <laughs> do you do stretches like this, Allison? Here's a Only video. in the privacy of my own home. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> this is. I mean, that's a yoga pose. So that's she's a doing yoga some pose. yoga. Bo- bow pose, maybe. But she's just sitting up. What is it? Something. And now here's just some peaceful some abs. I will say, look, <laughs> here's the thing. I I like when people post workout videos. I, I don't it. like watch tons of people's workout videos. But I feel like good for them. Good for Brittany. Well, because this is what we want from Brittany. Yeah. And it is like her brand dare I say well totally well but here's what I was gonna say I guess I feel like when I well that's she cool. loves I like a handstand. a handstand do you do handstands at the is that like no a, not at all okay, okay and actually it kind of terrifies me to do them personally I just mean I like watching other people do. <laughs> <laughs> I personally don't do a ton of handstands um but I I guess when I'm going to post a workout video, I feel like it has to be something that looks really cool or difficult. And that's why I want to post it to be like, look, even little old me can do these pull-ups or whatever. Now, Brittany's take is more like, here's me working <laughs> out. Like, it's less, it's sort of just like, I'm just doing some crunches. Which I think but, is, um, is, is her authentic self. I have that to is- say, I respect it because there's a thing. What I like about when people post workout videos, and I'm sure some people hate people posting workout videos because they're like, we get it, you work out, fuck you. Um, I do think that it's inspiring and that you also want to know that people do the work. Like, you know, if I'm looking good, it's because I'm working really hard. Like yeah, it's this is not this this is not know, just hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. there's a lot of work that goes into it, which is also yeah, which is not like I hate when when really tiny people will do interviews and be like, my favorite meal is a burger and fries. <laughs> I eat it every weekend, and you're like, what do you eat all that. the other days? Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. what do you? I I mean, and you know what? Some people do have metabolisms like that, and I really don't frown upon them it's fine that's not my truth no that's definitely not mine I feel like you can tell when I've been taking a little break and you know what not even as much as I think but whatever I think I like when people I like that Brittany's just like today I did crunches what did you do like you could kind of follow along and like she it could motivate people to want to work out as well in in a very accessible way she has this one workout video where it starts on Instagram where she says do you want to see my new workout and then she like but she's like poking her head outside a door and then she's like come on let's go and then you go in and and, and she's wearing her little shorts which is very like her workout gear look is so uh like throwback hair and makeup oh hair but and makeup but also like she's wearing like uh you know everyone now is you know a lot of Black, black and uh sure. she doesn't care she's wearing like rolled up boxer shorts oh i mean Brittany that is, is a throwback yeah and brightly colored sports bras with like 
her Adidas bright colored. I mean, she's not trying to find the coolest sneaker. She's not like I like I, that. I, I like do that. too. I think that's part of her magic is that she's like, yeah, I'm Britney Spears, but I just do what I feel like doing. Yeah. Well, and she's just like, I'm just going to go work out. I'm not trying to be in a fashion show. I just threw my boxers on and worked out. You could do it too. And I wonder sometimes though, if her people keep her away from, from the outside world so much that maybe she doesn't, she doesn't even, even know. know. People aren't just rolling in their rolled up <laughs> boxer shorts, their juicy couture. So it's like, sweats. <laughs> like imagine what we would all be like if we had no access to the outside world for 15 years. Wow. That would be very intense. Or at least since 2007. So 11 years. I would say since her breakdown, she has not been let out. <laughs> that into was the, the world. final. They were like, back in your cage forever. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, which, which makes me concerned. I, I know that this is a, um, you know, her album is called Glory. And like the people. Oh, my gosh. Wait, Allison, I buried the lead in such a way. I know for a fact. Now, Go I on. cannot reveal my sources. Uh-huh. But that. Brittany went through a phase where um, she, all she did was watch How to Be Single. What? For real? Oh, for real. And I have like, I cannot reveal the source. They were so afraid. I've had a couple people reach out to me that say, I have some information about Britney Spears. Um, and I'm like, cool, let's talk. Like, And they're like, no, can we do it in person? And then some people would be like, you can't ever, you can't reveal that. It's like, I, I had to sign an NDA. Like her team, it's so, it's but so isn't crazy. Isn't it weird? Why would those people tell you if they had signed an NDA? Don't you think that's interesting? Oh, well, of course. <laughs> They're like, I have to tell you so you know that I knew, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> don't sure. say it on the podcast. See, so it's so funny. It's like, here's the thing. I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm not in your, like things to be careful in your own life, Allison. I'm sure way more than I, I oh. that didn't even occur to me. You're like, oh my God, so great. Even if someone <laughs> were asked to sign an NDA, no one cares. Oh, but I, years you, ago, a friend of a friend to bring it back to Tom Cruise, like <laughs> a friend of an ex-boyfriend's friend's new girlfriend. Like it's like so far removed from me. This person I met at a party was like, I, you know, I recently had a job as Tom Cruise's assistant and then just dropped all this told you information. And I was like, Ooh, everyone tells everyone everything. That's when you that's when you really learn that lesson. I was like, like she must have signed like a real scary NDA. Oh, also and when you I like Scientologists are gonna come her. and get her. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it was not like mm-hmm. she only told the, her closest circle of friends. I was like, so nice to meet you. Whoa, what's the craziest thing you could tell me? And she just dropped five things or something. And I was like, I don't like that you told me that actually. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I don't get out of here. here. <laughs> that was a test. You're not welcome in my home. <laughs> but I know that she watched How to Be Single. She like went on a tear where it's the only she just wanted to lay in bed and watch How to Be Single. So she's very that, familiar with with you. That makes me feel so good. And you were it there also for her. links us in another way that that's the thing I do a lot is like get on a movie or something uh, craze and just watch it again and again. It's, like, it's you know, you get your little fave thing. I mean, I could watch Sex in the City and... The show or the movie. Oh, the first... Well, actually, definitely the first movie I could watch. I could watch it right now five times in a row. 
like just easy breezy. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, I am the biggest Sex in the City fan and like all episodes of the show I've seen so many times. During season one of Glow, I would watch episodes of Sex in the City during lunch in my trailer. That's when I speak. I just wanted to shut off. It just kind of, there's something, it just anchors. It can anchor you. Yeah. You don't even have to watch it with sound. It's just like it it being around you. Well, my move would be like I'd put it on on my phone and then I would lay down and take a nap and then I would just it was the opposite where like the sound would just be like I'd just be like uh burger I hate him but it was like very relaxing for me <laughs> yeah oh my god I totally I'm glad that how to be single could be that it was for that her. for her she like she she loves how to be single. that actually doesn't it doesn't I surprise me that that type of movie would appeal to her that movie is it's a fun movie beyond enjoyable I love that movie Am I, I allowed to say that because I'm in it? Yes, you are. Yes. <laughs> Guys, I love that movie. It's great. It's such a good, it is such a great movie. I have a friend, Lindsay, who's very obsessed with that movie. I, the first time I saw it, I, I said out loud, I was like, I am loving this. <laughs> I did. Okay, I'm going to share something with you, Allison, yeah. about Brittany and her new life. From her, okay, so this started in her Vegas show. Okay. And fans go back like all of the time. I went to her Vegas show twice and I'm not even... Like I, I almost am being kicked out of being a Britney fan because I haven't been Because you more. only went twice? Yes. Whoa. Yes. And when people go, it's like, where where do you sit? And there's this thing called the pit where right. you can stand. It's like the closest area yes. to the stage. And people dance and like you you line up outside and it's like, and then people rush in and you run to find your position. In the pit. Totally. And the super fans, they even know the names of all of her bodyguards and they'll so like they call can be as out close to them. And they're like. You know, Steve, like, Steve. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So this started in her Vegas show, and now that she's touring, this has gotten out of hand, and it's the craziest, most amazing thing. And I, I just want to show you. So you know the tagline? It's you know it's Britney bitch. Oh, I do know that. Okay. <laughs> so this is what happens at the beginning of her show. This, these are people in the pit. These are people. Now it's just the whole crowd. But this started really like. In the pit in Vegas. And now it's become like... Every show. Yes. Because it's the same show, which we like. It's the same Vegas <laughs> show is what she's touring yes. in Europe. Hey, that makes sense to me. The same we, well, You've got dancers and you've got... You know, this isn't like Jack White where he's feeling it out and the band like follows. Like, no, this, this is like is, a well-oiled machine. Yes. I love it. I love uh, crowd participation. In like a fun way like In a like fun that. way where it's like a, it's like going to see Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. And in, in closing. Oh, already? Already. <laughs> Allison, I love that you came to talk about, about, especially about like our relationships with our bodies yeah. and in such an open way. And like, I, I, it's just something like I keep saying, like, I know that Brittany and her body connection, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's one of her most sacred relationships. Yeah. And I feel like we just don't, it's, I feel like all the time we kind of like go to of defining that thing of like, if she looks really strong, she must be happy Mm -hmm. or like, and, or it's one or the other. You're fit and you're doing great Mm -hmm. or you're fat and you're not doing great. It's one or the other. It's one or the other. And now we're in, in this conversation, like it's just been, it's just been so great to like have an open conversation about that and to know that it's a journey and like we we hold 
we hold all of the things. We are all of the things. It can be, you, you can hold the duality. Definitely. And, uh, and to like have like, just like a deeper chat about it, like get in there Thank as you, I try to know. figure out like, you know, I, I, I'm like, why am I so obsessed with Britney Spears? And like, what is it? And like, and I, I think that there's just something about her and her body. And I like, I keep wanting to get, mm-hmm. get in there. And mm-hmm. like, as I go through my own journey too, with like my body and moving through life. Well, so I'm thank glad you. you're welcome. Thank you for having me. It's very cathartic for me as well. I feel more connected to Brittany now than ever before. That's always my goal. So <laughs> that makes me feel really, I, really happy. I feel like I'm going to leave here and do a deep dive on videos of her and this boyfriend. I'm going to be you texting must. you in three days to be like, did you know this about him? <laughs> oh, and Allison, I have, I'll, I'll say this on the air. I have a gift for you. <gasps> Oh my God, we need to talk about Britney Hotline. Yes, this is the stuff of my like wildest dreams. I'm so excited. Love the podcast. I also just like love how you are like so real about when it comes to Britney. Like you acknowledge like a lot of the aspects of her that are kind of a little ridiculous, you know? And I think there's a lot of stands out there that just are just like ride or die and like, no, like, you know, how you can't even like be realistic about some approaches. Like obviously we all love Britney to the end. Anyway, I just think when you start playing calls um, that you need a sign-off. So, like, when people call in, they should say something when they're done. So I think when everyone's finished with their message, like I am right now, they should just say, all right, like, that's it, and whatever they want to say, and they just be like, it's pretty, bitch. Campfire.